I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew, knew at least some. <laughs> I am a pussy. Yeah. So I was wearing jeans the other day for a special occasion. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to cut that. Really? (laughs) Tell him, Steve, Dave. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Em Steve Dave. It's me, Bry, and I'm here with Walt. Hello. And we're not here with Q. But don't, 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 don't tune out. We're not here with Gidim either. <laughs> no one's going to ask how you're stanking. <laughs> uh, would you like to ask how you're stanking? That, that's a... Uh... Ask Walt? Yeah. How you stanking, Walt? Pretty damn good now that you're here. Yeah. Oh, Brian Michelle. <laughs> Brian Michelle from Tells Behind the Fake Counter, a, a very popular Patreon show. Yeah. Maybe the most popular, right? It is absolutely the one show that everybody is like, I am subscribed solely for Hunky Brian Michelle. Whoa. They are there and they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Not Chunky Brian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thank you, Walter and Brian. And in, and in honor of September being um, Tales from Behind the Fake Counter Month on the Patreon, where every week is an episode of Tales from Behind the Fake Counter. Incredible. We brought you in today just to like a little promo, a little like uh, that's, how, that's how the sh- – how the big wigs do like it, a right? media blitz. That's how we do it. Your timing's perfect, you know, planned like uh, seasoned network executives, you know, right before the big event. You don't want to start too far out. This is the fall, you know, and remember in the in the fall, it had the cartoons would be on, the, the premiere of the cartoons uh, yes. right before school started yes. when we were growing up. This is our version of that where you're coming in, getting everybody excited, amped up. And if they aren't on the Patreon now – they can go there and, and join up. and Patreon.com slash Tell Them Steve Dave. It's literally in a fucking Netflix of TSD content. There's so much content on there now. There's Because it's years worth. It's built up now where it's a fucking gigantic library. Mm-hmm. It's costing us a fortune, though, to host. <laughs> it, it really is. The, like, the, the really? hosting thing wow, of all, this, yeah, all yeah. these videos and content. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. We don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> Fans first. We're here for the people. That's, That's right. right. Well, you know, I mean, what can I say? Uh, I was uh, honored and humbled to be invited to do Tales from Behind the Fake Counter uh, in the first place. And now we're getting uh, you know a month of it, four episodes. It's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and now to, to be to be sitting with you fellows on on the original Tesdi show, it's just uh, I mean I'm pinching myself. Where do you go from here? <laughs> Nowhere. I go to a bridge and I jump off it. Done. <laughs> Driscoll on the way home. Fuck it. Thank you. And we're <laughs> kicking off this uh, month of September, which is also Tales from Behind the Fake Counter Month, with probably the most highly anticipated episode ever on the Patreon. You know the TSD town is abuzz with what's going to happen with the with uh, the cast, mm-hmm. and well, I'm just going to say you got to tune in. And Mostly watch. the cast. <laughs> how, much, how much do people know at this point? Uh, they know nothing. Really? They know nothing. So, um, but there's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors flying around out there about you know 
big shakeup at the table. Ooh, but yeah. I you can either confirm nor deny. Yeah, you got to well, pay your five bucks. I will find out. Five dollars, huh? That's it. That's so that, sweet. That's all it costs to get all the <laughs> mysteries of the universe answered. A measly five simoleons, huh? All right. Well, it's it's good. Listen, I I had a little preview of uh, of the first you know episode, the one that's dropping Tuesday. Yup, and uh, I was belly laughing. Yeah, it's too. good stuff. Yeah, because I forgot what we talked about, so right. when I'm watching it again. It's like, you know, it's it's if I'm sitting there smiling while I'm watching, it, and I already lived through it once. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good then. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is. I, I when we when we do the shows, I I want when you know we have to review the uh, the episodes mm-hmm. and shit. Same thing. I'm like certain certain shit. I'm like I have absolutely zero recollection of this happening, and then other stuff. It's like you remember it so favorably, and you're like, oh my god, that was like that was it. What a fun time. And then when you get to go over it again with other people who are like who remind you about shit that you even forgot about within that, it's yeah, uh, it's it's pretty fun. And one of the great things about the show is, of course, that you're involved. And I think it's for me one of the fun things is now you get to weigh in on the banter's and all the conversations. You get to give your opinion on what you would have said, like if you if you were behind the fake counter instead of behind the camera. Which I think is a very neat aspect, and I thought today before this episode ends, we would do uh, like a little peek for those who don't have the Patreon and what what the episode is like. I found five banter's that I never turned in on my old iPad. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, some of them I, I would be like, I would have been embarrassed to to, uh, to bring and sh- and to like throw out there. Like, how about this? Because mm-hmm. they're kind of like you know, they're, some are crude, some are just stupid. He's been sitting on gold this whole time. Well, well, well you guys got to turn it into gold. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in case you're wondering who Brian Michelle is, <laughs> uh, you know, they say everybody's uh, – every episode is somebody's first episode. Brian Michelle is uh, – he was the showrunner and director of Comic Book Men back in the day. And uh, what we're talking about is a show called uh, Be- Tales Behind the Fake Counter that we do on Patreon. And uh, Michelle – is one of the few guys that I stay in contact with from the show. Like, and like, I like people. Yeah. I like, I liked everybody on that crew, mm-hmm. but you know, it's after years, you naturally sort of just like drift apart and ship. And Michelle is the one guy that I've, I've stayed in contact with pretty, uh, pretty yeah. consistently. Yeah. Um, I, I still talk to Tom a lot. Yeah. Mom too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the other guys are all great. I mean, all the guys are great, but yeah, the one, the, the one constant and the one where, uh, you know, we stay in close contact would be BN. Yeah, Michelle's Michelle's my guy when I'm like I read something in the in the post that I'm like, I can't believe this shit. I gotta <laughs> I gotta text him the link. I'm like, do you believe this, man? Yeah, we do we do rant to each other. That's nice. But it's funny when you do T V shows, um, you know, you become sort of like family. You know, the longer, you know, it goes on, the more seasons you get, the the closer everybody gets. But after a while you learn that once it's over, everybody disperses. Like when you're in it, everyone's like, oh my God, we're best friends. And everyone's going out and drinking <laughs> and hanging out and they're pouring their hearts out to each other. There's just hugs at the end of, you know, a tough shoot or something. And then you see that it disperses, you know, and a lot of the younger people are often heartbroken. Oh, yeah. You see them later. It's like, hey, no one from the show ever calls me anymore. I'm like, yeah, oh. that's the way it goes. But Why you know, is that? Because I guess you just, you get caught up in your, your next gig and- well, it's like it's, school. You're yeah. you're you're, in, you're entered. You enter into this microcosm for a determined amount of time, and then you go off your separate ways. It's like how many people 
Aside from me, from high school, they still talk to. Yeah, <laughs> not many. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't can't name one. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, you, when you have a common, uh, almost it's almost like when you have a common enemy, right? And the enemy, and it's not. I don't mean it in a bad way, but the enemy in that case is you know the show because there's a lot of challenges when you're doing a show. So you're almost like you know in a foxhole together. There's you know Comic Book Man was a little different because it was like 99% of the time was a joy to produce. But most shows are a pain in the ass. The network's on your ass all the time. The talent's assholes. You know. It's tribal. It, it is. So so <laughs> you get together and you all like are you know holding tight to each other to mm-hmm. get through the production. So you come away a lot of the times feeling close. But then when that goes away, you don't have that common enemy anymore. And everybody just goes on to the next challenge to attack with another team. You have to make an effort to stay in touch. And one, look, I, I enjoyed my time on Comic Book Men so much that I was so crushed when I, I got the news that we weren't coming back. And it wasn't even like consciously I said, um, oh, I better keep up my relationship with these guys. It was just you guys got so um, into my head and into my DNA that I would wake up on Ew. a Saturday and be like, what's everyone doing? <laughs> and I would drive down to visit you. I got paid extra for that. <laughs> oh, the DNA. Yeah. Yeah. It was a metaphor. Yeah, so much so that I, I asked Ming to uh, stop by today. You oh, know? nice. Yeah, but he he was at a con. He couldn't make it, but he, you know, I thought it would be nice to uh, yeah. try to recreate uh, – an episode of uh, Tales Behind the Fake Counter, you know, for a TSD episode. Um, I hope I didn't give away too much right there. Uh, <laughs> People can speculate. They can continue. Well, this will come out Monday. Today's Saturday. We're doing this Saturday. This yeah. will come out Monday. It's coming out Monday. Yeah. Okay. And then Tuesday is the, uh, the, is the, the drop. big drop. The most anticipated episode ever in the history of the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon. It's going to break the internet. I am predicting it right now that – Bill Gates is going to have to repair the internet. He's going to have to get his tool belt. <laughs> he is going to, he's going to be like, what the fuck broke it? And yeah. they're going to be like, you won't believe this, sir. Yeah. There's people who wanted to know about it, some guy. Who... It was about some, a show that was covering an AMC show that was canceled over a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you put it that way, it sounds kind of pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging on so desperately, they, they won't let go. I mean, we're living in the past, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's all we do, man. Live in the past, right? Oh, it's so much better than the present. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Shit. Yeah, those were some of those. those, I mean, there was a certain person who ruined a lot of it for me, like some (laughs) some of the the time that we spent. But like when she wasn't around and it was just us, it was fucking great. Yeah. It, It was really fun. Yeah. It's like some of the some of the nicest people and some of the best times that I've had personally, like going down to Ocean Grove and hanging out. Oh yeah, oh, being a Jewish guy. Did you read the uh, the Ocean Grove news that they they made a dock in the shape of a cross? We talked about it last week. No. Yeah, I, what thought, you, I thought you might boycott Ocean Grove after this. I guess they had plans to build the dock after uh, Sandy, and okay. uh, it went on years and years and years, and they finally got a plan for it like three years ago. And they just recently built it, like in this past June or July. And there are certain people who are freaking out because it's in this shape, like it goes out, and then there's like, you know, two arms that, that reach out. It's in the shape of a cross. Yeah. And some uh, some Jewish people don't like it. Some oh, really? LGBTQ people don't like it. Some non-religious people don't mm-hmm. like it. Keep Doc secular is what they're saying. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Listen, if I had to weigh in on this – Right now, I'm all for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm all it's for a dock. It. It's a dock. The, the, the shape of like, you know, one horizontal line and then, you know, a vertical line intersecting, you know, not in the middle. Shockingly, really doesn't play a factor into your life that you would ever feel the need to ever comment on it, right? No, no, never. <laughs> I, I would first of all, I wouldn't even have seen a cross in it. I'd be like, oh, it's a dock, and then it's got a little cross. Well, beam. If, let's say you were in a helicopter flying above it, then you'd be like, holy shit! Yeah, is that a? Tell me, that's not a. And, 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 and I don't know, you know, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I understand there were events like the Spanish Inquisition and stuff. I understand that. But, um, you know, Ocean Grove, which I'm very fond of, uh, was nicknamed God's Square Mile. You know? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's what the the locals called it for a long time. It, I, I guess, you know, totaled about a square mile um, around. And uh, it was called God's Square Mile. And it was settled by, you know, a religious group. And there's a giant church at the center of it and Sundays you can't go on the beach before noon and there's a little pavilion where there's often a uh, church choir singing where there's often ministers preaching and uh, I always thought it was nice quaint right quaint uh, and nice a throwback to a day's gone by again enjoy the past <laughs> I, you know what I mean like I would never look at it and say oh this is a Clan rally. What are these people doing? They're they're. Wor- I don't know if anybody said that. Well, though. I mean, <laughs> several well, times it never occurred to me. What Brian is saying is true. Why is everyone up in arms? Why are you sur- I, surprised? You know, people need something to be up in arms about. I mean, it's just the way it is. If you're some people, if they don't have something to be up in arms about, they just don't know what to do with themselves. I don't you think. know why? Because their lives are empty. Well, I think uh, we're, we're living in times where all of our basic needs are so taken for granted. Everything we need to survive in the world and thrive in the world is at our fingertips. So when you could essentially have kind of a problem-free life, you start inventing problems like the docks in the shape of a cross. I'm, you know, wow, that's fucking yeah. – that's very wise. Quinn would have never said that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say that. I'm not going to come out and say that. But Fuck yeah, Quinn. Damn, he's he's got to fucking – he's got to bring his A game next week yeah, he to does. bring you some sort of like knowledge <laughs> drop like that. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all it takes around here to get some – I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned something earlier about a reality show. I, I think I, w- I was thinking the same thing today. I'm like, there has to be a reality show in somebody who buys a house who's as unhandy as they Ill-equipped come. to deal with that house. Yes. That's a great show title, Ill-equipped. Yeah. Ooh. Got it. I Nobody got it. steal that? Yeah. And it could be guys like me who are totally ill-equipped. To go into a situation with yeah. a house, um, like he's got to rewire all the electric electricity in his house. Guys, I shit you not, I love this. I swear to God, I get pitched shit all the time. I love this. We what, what happens a lot of the times? So oh, I go, I love this, and then someone goes, Yeah, it's 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 in like it's season eight on <laughs> yeah. Amazon Prime. I don't know what's going on. I, we'll we'll have to talk about this off camera. We've given away too much already. Really? Yeah, I like this. All right. Well, it's it's documented here, so if anybody steals it. Done. They're, they're busted. Yeah. Right. Um, there. Are, I was uh, the other thing I was thinking. I'm like, if I could go back in time, right? I get in a time machine and I go back to like we graduate high school. I think what I would do is, whenever a major decision came up, I would go to Walt and be like, "What should I do?" Because he's always right. Oh my god! 
and uh, almost always this. right. No, I was like, I, and because I'm, I'm fucking those lips and, and kissing all over, uh, wrestling with this pool. Oh, <laughs> that I can't fucking deal with. Do you, do you have a pool? pool? No, yeah. I do not have a pool. Uh, we move in. The pool is great. It's crystal clear. It's you know, it, it's it's what you want your pool to look like. Within a week, there's something called mustard algae in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not good. Oh, uh, no. Reminds me of mustard gas. Yeah, which is yeah, not, yeah. Like poisonous. It's pretty shit. bad, right? Part of the past one? we don't like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it depends on who's dropping those mustard bombs. That's true. Right? <laughs> if, it's a, if it's the great old US of A, yeah. fuck whoever's underneath yeah, USA. That. USA. The problem with it is, you know, wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so eventually kind of comes around. <laughs> we should have thought that through. <laughs> the variables, yeah. wind. Didn't think it through. Okay. Yeah. So um, mustard algae. Mustard algae. So first, I'm like, why is this pool so cloudy? I have to. You have to bring your your water sample down mm-hmm. to the pool place. And they're like, all right, you need this shit to shock the chlorine, and you need this phosphate thing to reduce it. So that's what I do. I go back. She's like, all right, you got the chemicals. Perfect. And I'm like, why is it still cloudy? And she's like, well, just run the main pump and it should be okay for a while. In the meantime, my niece and Mary Beth were like messing around with the heater and they smelled gas. So I'm like, all right, well, now I got to call them to come and check it out. It turned out that it was just like the initial like when you first turn it on, there's like I guess a little gas. Okay, so you had somebody come out and take a look, right? Yeah. What did they say about the mustard algae? He was the one who told me about it. Because he was the like, guy, yeah, you got the, mustard algae. For, the gas company came out and told you about No, no, no. This is the pool company that came oh, out. Oh, you didn't call the gas company? No. Okay. No. For I, I gas leak, you would, you would call your, I, your I, pool I, guy? I didn't smell it, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, you know, you want a pizza? Uh, I'm going to call a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, so. Because yeah. yeah. usually the gas guy will come out for free. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well... He he told me very little about it. He was like, yeah, sometimes it's just like when you first turn it on, you know, you get that initial smell of gas, but your flames look good. It might have been burning up a cobweb or something. Now give me $185. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't cheap. But it, he did he did hit me to this. I said, why is it still cloudy after all this time? You know, I, I ran the main pump and everything. He's like, oh, you got mustard algae. You need something called slime away. <laughs> so now I got to go get this slime away shit. And nothing is like – Oh, wow. It's only $3. Oh, no. no everything's fucking super expensive. The pool industry only lasts for a few months. Yeah. They have to make sure that they get all their all their money in that three months to sustain them through the long, cold winters where they're fucking – no one gives a fuck mm. about pools. Right. They're all covered up. Yeah. And then the pool guy is the most forgotten person on the face <laughs> of the planet. Fuck pool guys. I can't get a pool guy to come to the house because that's what I told this guy. He's, I, he's like, yeah, we all uh, – you know, it's very late in the season, so mm-hmm. we're not taking any more people on contract. Because like in order to get somebody to come and check your pool once a week, you have to like do a contract. You can't just yeah, what ask I would him do once is, in a while. I would close it up even though it's a little bit early and you might have some uh, 99 to, or below days still to come. I would maybe close that pool up for, and then for the season and then work all winter long – Getting on someone's, you know, contract that they're right. your pool guy for the season, next season. Yeah, that's what I need. I, I need. I need a guy that can do it. But then, like the, I said, because I'm the type of person like something happens, and I'm so narcissistic that I'm like, why only me? This would only fucking happen to me. Um, but this guy was like, hundreds. He goes, we deal with this hundreds of times every summer. It's like this is a very common problem. So you put the slime away in and what's going to happen, it's going to kill the algae. But then it all sinks to the bottom of the pool 
So the pool's still not blue. And he's like, and then you got to vacuum it up. He's like, do you know how to vacuum it up? No. No. Have you been <laughs> doing what most people who are involved in home renovations that don't know what they're doing do? Have you been hitting the YouTube? Uh, I haven't hit YouTube yet because we've only been painting. We got in like over a little bit over almost two weeks ago now. And what happened was, you know, I said last last week, Mary Beth was like, oh, I just want to – painting will be done in two days. I just want to do these two rooms. Now it's every fucking square inch of the house well, she, like has I been said, painted. Dude, she fucking knew that she couldn't hit you with like we need two months of painting because that would, that would overwhelm you. Right. So she told you two days on purpose. Mm-hmm. To, so she like, like he'll believe it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm telling yeah, I you, I did believe it. <laughs> I'm telling you that it was fucking. That was all calculated to not wow. overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. And she she says we got two two months of painting ahead of us. Right. You're you're a miserable bastard. You know. Oh, by the way, yeah. we're also we're also gonna have to empty the storage unit, empty the pod. We're gonna have to pack the house. We got to do all this shit. Like she was fucking convinced we were moving in by September first, and I'm like, "There's no fucking way. There's no way." Are you painting the entire house, every room? Pretty much every room. I had to draw the line at the laundry room. I'm looking at this laundry room, and I'm yeah. like, "This is maybe the lowest fucking priority." Possible. Like, I yeah. got mustard algae to deal with. I'm not yeah, fucking painting sure. a laundry room that looks perfectly fine. It's like this beige wall that's like neutral. It's like, how much time are we going to spend in here? Yeah, none. What? So what? Where did Brian Johnson go? Because I would have like. Like, why aren't you just like, these rooms are good enough, and that's not the end of it? Once she came back with all the paint, what could I do? She went to Lowe's. She's like, it. She goes, I'm going to go get some paint. It's all this like specialized oh. colors and shit. So I'm going to go to Lowe's and pick up a few things. She came back with, um, no lie, dude, 15 gallons of paint. Yeah. No. And it's never one coat. <laughs> not one coat. It's never it's one never coat. never one coat. It's yeah. always like, oh, shit, look at all these places I missed. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, – listen, I, I, I don't want to come off the wrong way here. But this is how it goes. I went through. <laughs> I mean, this is what they do. And by they, I mean, you know. The wives. Yeah, the wives. I, 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 not same. for me. Uh, Dude, I went. I, really? I laid the foundation. Ugh. I am useless. <laughs> I am useless in this aspect. I laid that down almost from day one, like while well, well, courting. You know? Yeah. I was just like, you know, I mean, I don't want you to ever think that I can ever help you in any way. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the marriage vows. I vow never to attempt to help you in any way. I, I, you could. I will always attempt, but you will always be so disappointed with the outcome of that attempt that you would be like, "It's better to not even let him try." Oh, this is brilliant, you know. And that has really gone a long way. Where I'm not expected to do any of this shit. Yeah, you're right. He's always right. Listen, to this. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I told you. Yeah, yeah. But you know who you need. You maybe you want maybe coax her out of retirement. Is my wife? She was an amazing pool um, maintenance person. <laughs> she wow. was amazing. I remember you saying she, that, but I'm just like visualizing Deb like <laughs> fucking fixing my pool for me. She would tell the pool people, uh-huh. you know, like their business when she walked in, like you need this. Yes, no, I don't. I need this, this, and this. Really? Like, oh, you know what? You're right. Oh. She was, she was like, she was a scientist when it came to the pool. She would get the shock, all that bullshit. Yeah. He would talk about it endlessly. And I would be like, is it a fucking November yet? Cause I don't care about <laughs> any of this. <laughs> do, do you have a pool currently? We, we got knocked down and storing Sandy. Wow. We never brought it back. But w- when we had it though, you couldn't, f- you could eat off of it. 
Yeah. With water in it. Yeah. Wow. Because that's how clean that's it was. Clean. It was perfect. Yeah. I remember yeah. when you had the uh, you yeah. had two parties there and both crystal clear. Both. Yeah. Times. One of the well, somebody came in because we had something uh, going on with a pump and uh, we got a, a professional in who she her. She teached with somebody who did something in the pool industry or did at one point. He came in and he just could not stop giving compliments. Like, you know, he thought it was water from a sparkling creek. It was oh so clean. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So she knows what she's doing. I mean, you, I mean yeah. she, she hated it though. So you would have to throw a couple bucks her way, but she yeah. might come in for a consultation though. That would be all right. I mean, I paid a guy to fucking be like, yeah, it's a cobweb. And fucking $200 later, I'm like, oh, okay. But now what do I do? Yeah, and fucking I mean, it doesn't help me. That was a glowing recommendation, Walt. Yeah. If you don't take him up on that. Oh, I'm not saying she'll do it. Yeah, she probably won't. <laughs> now, now your, your, your listeners aren't going to know this guy, and maybe it's for off camera, but you have to talk to Matt EV, who was you know our production manager the, on Comic Book Men. The, uh, the, the go-to man. What, you need something? Go to him, that no matter what it v. was. Like either it was like illicit or above board. Yeah, yes. he dealt a lot of drugs on set. I remember. <laughs> I confirm nor deny these allegations like against Matty like V. A, like a bazooka, a working Anything. bazooka. Yes, you would say, "Can you find me?" Well, one? dude, you, you, find you, it. you, you kid. But that's the kind of shit he would do on Dual Survival. <laughs> he would find those kinds of things, anything we needed, and he'd get it. Like in Central America, Matty V worked for a pool company. Matty V did not deal drugs, by the way. That was <laughs> no, a joke. Definitely. Didn't. Now that I'm thinking that I said that, <laughs> exactly. He didn't well, really nobody knows his last name. Who the fuck gives a shit? <laughs> that's true. Could be. It could be a different Matty. <laughs> right? I mean, there's yeah. nobody going to know who no, he no, is. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not. true. Um, he's a, he, he, he was a pool boy. <laughs> he was. He worked for a pool company. He was the best. And was he banging chicks? Yeah, I was going to say, any he pool was, boy right? stories? He doesn't have any pool boy stories, but when he was a delivery boy for, oh, wow. for Linwood Pizza, he that's had some pizza stories. Pizza boy stories, yeah. huh? Yeah. Fuck, I was a pizza boy for a while. No, no stories. stories. <laughs> Other than me giving the wrong change one time and then realizing I gave too much back. Like, yeah. Like shockingly too much back from like they gave me a 50 and I gave him back 60 <laughs> and I realized that I had to go back like an hour later knock on the door like hey I, I need that money back it gave me I gave you the wrong amount he's like really playing stupid and be like I don't think so and I was like I know so I got it back because I was like I'm gonna get fired you know if I don't get this back yeah. and then what, what, I guilted what, him enough what, to get what, it back what'd to you me. have to do I just you know just look sad okay yeah just look pathetic <laughs> okay pretty much you know uh, fair enough yeah <laughs> easy to pull off uh-huh when you're, <laughs> well, yeah when it's genuine you're like, shit i'm fucking 19 and about to lose oh, 60 I bucks older than that. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. uh and the other part was uh the, the house has a koi pond oh that's sweet yeah. That's classy. You would think so, right? You would yeah. think so. would you want to be, uh, have that on your i don't know how to take your list of, of things to do no but it sounds beautiful. You definitely don't because, Walt. No, they, some about, of them died. Tw- about 25 to 30% of them dropped dead. No. What? Yeah. Are you serious? No, I'm serious. Those, we, um, those and, big ones? This is, yeah. this, this is less than a week ago. They were yeah. all alive. Yep. Uh, we, uh, there was no cold snap. There were like three days, right, three days ago. We went in and uh, we, were, we always sit at the table. We eat the bagel in the morning and Mary Beth just shoots up. She goes, the koi are dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? What? And so we get up and there's like all these koi floating on top oh of the pond. Oh, my God. It's like a horror movie. And I fucking – now, this is partially because I hadn't been taking my medication and partially because I was truly fucking incensed. I started yelling at her. Which only upset the situation more because I kept telling her to call the realtor who was boasting about his koi pond. And I was like, it just seems like, I'm like, it seems like the pump isn't working or it seems like there's something going on with these fish. Like call Anthony and see like 
what we should do. And she never called. She never called. She put it off. And then the fucking fish died off. It turned out it was the water levels. The water level was too low. So there wasn't enough oxygen. And I was getting choked by like all this algae and shit. So. Was that your fault? No. It, I, I feel like it was the guy before us. Okay. Because it's not like the, the, the uh, water level would drop that much in one week. And it's not like the algae would bloom that much inside of a week. So it's like the, la- the the people before us should have filled it up more than they did. I This is not unexpected. And these are not cheap fish. No, I've heard. But this is not unexpected, but it is fucking staggeringly quicker than I thought it would ever have happened. At least over the winter, maybe they would have died. Yeah, <laughs> like, this not, is, this not within is, I'm, days I'm after fucking, you visiting. I'm speechless. <laughs> I am fucking speechless because we called it. We yeah. said that him, oh Beast God. Fish, got a death sentence when he fucking moved in. <laughs> yeah. Bay, Bay of Blood, I think you called it. <laughs> I said, it's always right. There's no way these fish are going to make it. I just never dreamed it would be that like six days after making this proclamation. <laughs> that, like, You're Nostradamus. <laughs> Do you see what it's like all these things. I'm like, Walt was right. Yeah. Walt was right. I just got to listen to Walt. Well, well, there's nothing I could have done. Like, there's nothing I could have said, though, that changed this. Right this well, you could point, have said, yeah. fill up the water. I, would, I wouldn't have known that it was too. All I did know was like when I saw how many fish were in there, and I was like, and he was like feeding them, and I was like, there's way, way too many fish in here for some of these fish to feed because only the big ones are getting the food, and the other ones look like they may be starving because they're just not going to be able to get enough food is not going to drop down to where they're because they're like that hierarchy of fat fish versus little fish yeah and the little fish didn't look like they were feeding and i was like some maybe there's just an overpopulation of fish in here which they I, could that could have been well, too now it's yeah. not a problem anymore since 25 no it's died. been cold yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a good thing was it, the, was it the smaller weaker fish that died no it was the hardy big fish because um because their the oxygen levels were so low that the smaller fish were able to like power through because well, they, they don't had li- they oxygen, had little or gills. I guess so. Smaller gills, littler. Is that a real word? Yeah, littlers. I, th- I, th- I heard <laughs> I'll, a little I'll used. Yeah. I'll accept it. But right, like a, a big fish would have yeah. much bigger gills, yeah. need, p- drawing more oxygen. Right? Need more. They, they'll need more oxygen to stay alive. Yeah. So wow. uh, what'd you do with them? Fish die off. Just put them in a plastic bag and throw them in the garbage. Like how many fish? Twenty five percent. Okay, if I had to guess. 30? Yeah, you're probably right. Holy shit. This is like a fucking massacre. Right yeah. There. Yeah, we were calling it a coitastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Yeah. I believe Amazing. Coitastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> but how upset was she? She was really upset. And me she yelling talks at her. To the animals and shit, right? Oh, she's named them and all, all kinds of stuff. There's Mr. Magoo, there's Pablo, there's Bow and Arrow. <laughs> Did there's Mr. Magoo make it? Mr. Magoo made it. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Brian, I feel like, you know, you're calling me in too late because this would have been an amazing episode of the reality show of you. Yeah, what's it called? Buying a house. Yeah, ill equipped. Ill-equipped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this would have been an well, unbelievable episode. With well, the dead we fish. know that it's all bullshit. Can't you just recreate all this with an act with a adequate Dude, actor? Absolutely. <laughs> and also, don't worry, I'm going to fuck up plenty in the future. <laughs> yeah, we should have been rolling this whole time. Like there's not one door in that house that like just closes. Like they're all like kind of swollen and shit a little <laughs> yeah. bit. So like I have to have my brother Darren because my brother Darren's really handy. He's like he's as as good as Edgar, if not better. Wow, that's uh, some lofty praise. Yeah, he's he's really good at that. So kind let of me stuff. guess, if I was like, since I know, like 
talk about ill equipped that's my life story that should be my autobiography <laughs> which i'll which i'll license to you for the show and if it goes through don't you like don't the don't companion don't. book yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if i had to think how he was going to fix those doors he gets them off the hinges and he gets one of those planers that's yeah. straight, Plain. and, Plain. and you scrape the door down till till it's the perfect size or right. you have to buy all new doors no i, th- I think that that you can adjust it because ernie did it for me um in the crooked house like one of the doors, like when I tried to put it up, it was just like, actually, it has like I, a- I ended up breaking the door on purpose because I got so pissed. <laughs> so then I had to go buy another door and then hire Ernie to come and, and just like he's like, oh, yeah. And then, like they make it look so easy. Like when Ernie's doing, he's like, hey, well, you just got to do this, this. But you know what? That's because it's not your field though. Like, can you, okay, sit Ernie down and come up with like, okay, all the fish died. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking catchy like fucking phrase for it. Right. Like coy catastrophe, right? He'd be right. fucking sitting there He'd all be like, day. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed your door for you. <laughs> See, everyone's got their little special skill. Yeah, Ernie's great at that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not, man. I'm, and it's weird because, like, like I did work with Edgar when I was young, like in high school, like in summers. But like you weren't a, a sponge, job. though. No. You were not a sponge. You would just counting. not allow yourself to be a sponge. You were like, counting the there's bigger and better things for me, Edgar. I'm just doing this for, um, like, you know, I'm, I'm for a short time. I'm on my way to bigger and better things. Yeah. And Fuck you, Edgar. And that's why yeah. you just didn't take the sponge. Yeah, because I didn't think it would be necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, in retrospect, I would have paid more attention. But you can't change your, your mentality. You can't change your interest level. You can't yeah. make yourself care about something if you don't care about it. It just won't work. Yeah. Either you're interested in DYI or you're not, right? Yeah. But now you wish you had some of those skills. You didn't know. You couldn't see in the future and know that one day you'd be killing fish and none of your doors <laughs> right. would fit. You know, and you're like, I should have had some other interests instead of just making wisecracks all day. Yeah. Just <laughs> making jokes and Edgar being like, oh, Mr. Personality. <laughs> I'll fucking pissy <laughs> about it. <laughs> God, I would love to just go back in time and just witness you like apprenticing your father as he's fixing shit around the house. Oh uh, yeah, he he was he was not a patient guy. I don't know if he'd be the best teacher for you either, though. No, oh, especially when I was young. He no. was like the most impatient dude. Yeah, he he didn't have the patience that it would take to teach a young Brian Johnson, you know, something he didn't care about. Yeah. Now it only took like. 50 years or so, 45 years to uh, to get to a point where we're like, not civil, but like we, we'd like talk to each other and it's like we don't argue or anything. Like that went up until my like my 30s. Like I remember being like in my early 30s and getting into a fist fight with him. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It reminds me of, uh, you know, if you read Springsteen's autobiography. The boss? The boss. I mean, he had a very tumultuous- he tussled with his father? I don't know if it got physical. He didn't talk about getting physical with his father, but they had a rough relationship, which inspired many of his greatest songs. And then later in life, you know, after he's a full-grown man, successful, they come back together and he enjoys, you know, amazing times with his dad. But only after, you know, he's older and his dad is elderly. It's a common uh, road that we walk he down with our He just waited until he was in the power position, Bruce. You know, they say we are too soon old and too late smart, Walt. Oh, damn, man. He is just fucking – He's dropping them. <sighs> Truth bombs. Dropping them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speak from experience. <laughs> I uh, One of the things we had to do, like, in, like Mary Beth was so hot to 
clean out this storage unit because like when she first got it, it cost her 200 a month. Now it's like 400 and something a month. So she's like, I want to clean that. I don't want to put the shit in the garage. I don't want to pay for that storage unit anymore. Meanwhile, like we're between the two houses and the other, the rent on the other house is far more than the fucking $400 that it would cost the storage unit. So I'm like, why don't we just pack the house? But you know, overruled, whatever. How does Brian Johnson get overruled? Because I'm just like, I'm not going to pack the house. <laughs> so if this is what you fucking want to do, then I guess this is what we'll do. It has to get done, so fuck it. Um, I think I've reached an age where I'm like, I don't know anything. I, I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew, knew at least some. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know shit. <laughs> is it that or are you sick of fighting? I don't really fight that much. I think I'm. I think I've just gotten to a point where I've taken a step back and been like, I, I, I like – the things that I thought I should do or the things that I thought were right or the, the mis- decisions that I made, I'm like a lot of them were probably like not – they were probably not well thought out or as thought out as they should have been. So I've like really started to take other people's opinions and other people's views into account a lot more as, a, as, a, as opposed to being so arrogant and thinking I know it all. I know it took 54 years to get to that point. But that's the point I've reached. I think it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. The healthiest guy you know. Yeah. I, yeah look at me. <laughs> I do. I think it's. Uh, I think it's healthy. You give you give you're giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You're not shutting them down right away. Is that true? Yes. Yes. I think that's pretty accurate. Okay. But but it's like people that I, people that I respect or people that I'm friends with or that I know. It's like it's not like like I would just like if Walt was like, hey, I think this, I would just dismiss it. You know, like I would. But a stranger. I'd be much more likely to be like, whatever, dude. Right. But now you're you're open. Now, so, now so what strangers are giving you advice that you're nobody, yeah. but if they oh. do, I'm ready for it. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> but um well let me you know let me read this real fast and then we can go back because I have I have a something with dads to talk about that I thought was kind of oh, weird. I know I gotta bust it up sweet. with uh care of. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of like no, this is just this is just a spot. Oh, okay. Carev is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamin supplements and powders conveniently to your door every month. And uh, Brian, the fall is just around the corner, as you know. Are you on a vitamin regimen? Because you're a really healthy guy. I uh, yeah, I am fit and trim. Yeah, one of what, what's 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 a Brian Michelle take daily? I take, how many milligrams of yeah of um, stuff of <laughs> st- exactly stuff. Yeah, this may sound excessive. <laughs> I take wheat germ. No, I take twenty thousand IU's of vitamin D every day. That's I, what Mary Beth takes. What twenty thousand? <laughs> no, some vitamin D. Yeah, vitamin D. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, got that. <laughs> you want to know more? Yeah, I do. I take five hundred milligrams of quercetin. What's that for? It helps. It helps my cells absorb the vitamin D. And it, and it also helps with inflammation for my like arthritic knees. Okay, I take magnesium. It helps with bone and muscle uh, repair. I take uh, a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, and sometimes Ooh. another thousand yeah, later. You're, in the day. you're just popping pills all day, then if you're just yeah. taking all and this. I take zinc. Like, no, I take a hand. like me, circa comic book man. <laughs> yeah, but with, with, but with healthy shit. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's a handful in the morning, and then it's like two or three like more horse, at night. Do you, can you do the horse pills? 
or do you need little pills? Because I could never do the horse pills. Yeah, the magnesium is pretty big. I could take pretty big pills. Oh, man. I am mm. so fucking like in awe of you. Anybody that yeah. could take those horse pills, I was just like, how do they do it? Yeah, yeah I'm a pretty good swallower. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was, he was trying to get you to say. Ask that was my, my nickname ask, in college. Ask <laughs> my mother the battles that we would have if I had to take like a normal size pill, let alone like an oversized pill. Yeah. It was torturous. It was like like dreaded. Like when if I got sick and I had to take a certain pill that was over yeah, yeah. that I thought in my eyes was too big, which was like anything. Right. Oh my God. So yeah, anybody I can respect mm-hmm. anybody who can take those horse pills. Put them down. I, I Walt, I'll put five of the vitamins in my hand at one time, pop them in, I swallow all five together. How's that That's for, for else, throat man. muscle control? <laughs> and you don't gag? Don't gag. No gag reflex, no. huh? Yeah, I'm that's why you're so healthy. Though. Sword swallower. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to knock on uh, wood here, but I mean, I think that is what sustained me. I've been in so many COVID-infested rooms mm-hmm. uh, over the past two and a half years or whatever, and I've. You know, yeah, but you also travel to all corners of the globe. Yeah. You put yourself in like where these like remote tribes and shit, where you're like they haven't seen like a, an American and. Ever and you're walking amongst them and you don't know what microbe can get in your get in you know inside yeah. your body and get a pygmy germ on you. <laughs> yeah, no, forget it. Right, you're like yeah. you're on the seas. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no doctors and so it's no. like it's either you if you get something you either got to yeah. fight it off with your own body strength. Yeah, or not. That's true. I mean, your 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 immune system is your you know your natural defense. Why wouldn't you boost it up as much as possible? And that's what care of's for. That's what care of is for. See, all, right? all, all, all everything you take is bullshit. <laughs> See, what you need to do, <laughs> Pry, please do tell. <laughs> uh, you go to uh, careof.com and you take a short, in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized recommendation, which takes the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you. Staying with consistent with the vitamin routine helps you stay on track and really see results. And Caravis here to make that easier than you thought possible. Each shipment comes with a customized booklet showing you exactly what is in your individual daily packs and why it was recommended specifically for you and your health goals. Uh, it's very easy. They send you they send you the box of vitamins like with your predetermined uh, vitamins and supplements and shit, and it has your name on it, which I like. Get them, take them. I take them. Uh, I do too. Walt does, of course. Yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> only the biggest pills. Only the biggest horse pills. Now, let me ask you this with those big pills. Yeah. Are they coated with the like the uh, to make them go down smooth or you do those those dry horse pills, which yeah, like are a- like really for like those the coated ones are for the fucking sissies, right? Yeah, I'm not. You don't, you, I don't you, have you, to coat it. You take those dry, fat ass horse That's pills. That's right. Like, Chalky. No, yeah. no water. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Yeah, I, I'm like I winced when you said it because yeah. I'm just thinking about like having to try to do that. Oof. Uh, let's see. So yeah, care of, take 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code TESD50. That's 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code TESD50. How long have you been on that regiment? Um, about three years. Three years? Yeah. How did you come up with it? Like, who did someone like a doctor? Is this is what you need, or did you look on like just Google it or something? Yeah, I was reading a lot about it. I think uh, I heard Joe Rogan's podcast had a bunch of different people on talking about it. So I would I would hear things from different people and then look them up and do a little further reading. 
Um, he's all into the muscles, right? He's into the muscles. He's very into you know health, vitamins, and, and he's fitness. an alpha guy. So you would go. That's the podcast you'd go to. Like you wouldn't go to TSD. Well, unless we're doing a care of commercial, but like, we would. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be the podcast you would go to and be like, let me hear what these guys have to say. About uh, not so much about intake. you know uh, <laughs> health and fitness, but yeah, that that Joe Rogan gets some really you know uh, smart uh, you know scientists. And he looks and, like he he looks like. He's all buffed out. Too, oh, right? the guy's a, a neck. That guy is a ferocious fighter. Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like he could. Yeah, he's uh, into all the MMA stuff, down. right? Yeah, I mean, he was a uh, a uh, I get I think national champion uh, a competitor in taekwondo when he was younger, like best in the country. Um, he's got a vicious spinning back kick. You should Still, see, you at should see yes, he trains. He trains, you know, mixed, mixed martial arts. You should see, uh, uh, I don't know why I'm pumping up Rogan here. He's got enough people <laughs> watching him, but it's pretty impressive to watch him work the heavy bag with his spinning back kicks. Right. It's insane. It's like the most power you've ever seen in a kick. Like, definitely you would die if he kicks you in the stomach. You're dead. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. Huh. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Guys got Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean. Um, I was talking about uh, I was talking about the storage unit now cleaning out the storage unit. Let's me, Mary Beth, and uh, Edgar did it, and um, it was the first time. Like the day before, we had to go to Monroe, which is like thirty minutes from here or something like that, forty minutes, and uh, we had to pick up a dining room table. Me and Edgar pick up a dining room table, and uh, what did she call it? A buffet. Somebody was selling it on Facebook. And it was so fucking heavy. So between that and then the next day when we were like carrying shit, just suddenly occurred to me. I don't know why, but it suddenly occurred to me. I'm like, Edgar's 75. And it, I suddenly felt really guilty about him helping me. <laughs> and then I'm like later, like he, he took off the next day. He was too tired after uh, doing the, the storage unit. And I'm just like, like he's mortal. And that had never really occurred to me before because he's always the guy like if you needed something done, you need like, hey, how do I do this? Can you help me with that? It's like he was the guy to go to. And obviously he still is. He, he helped a lot with like the painting and like he's retaping shit and all that kind of stuff. But it like it made me very like melancholy in a way because like everybody's dropping off. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many deaths. The Summer Murray's mom yeah. just died. Yeah. Why don't you plan like a weekend getaway? You I thought you were going to say his funeral. No. <laughs> <laughs> like a weekend getaway. Like you and your dad go up to Pennsylvania, you get a cabin. No work. Just, you know, you guys just go maybe go fishing. I don't know. You go. You <laughs> he go took to me fishing once in my entire canoeing, life. Canoeing, go out to dinner. <laughs> You know, like just yeah. just the boys, like father and son. I feel like I would have to ask Darren. To, the one-on-one, I just like – I'm not there yet. Maybe a couple more years. <laughs> a couple more years? Yeah, I don't know. You got it better to think about doing it now. You can't You can't um, rely that there's always going to be a couple more years before you feel comfortable enough to talk you know, one-on-one with your dad for 48 hours straight. Yeah. But he's okay to talk to because like if I just steer it towards politics <laughs> – and we're kind of on the same page about a lot of stuff. You know? Pretty amazing. He's seventy five and helping you out like seventy five, and he had like 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 working his ass off. So. I saw him. Yeah, he looked really good. He still looks really good. Yeah. He still looks the same to me. That's amazing, bro. I mean, really, yeah. you should. Yeah, it's going to be cliche, but you have to cherish it. He's on a regiment of Karov. I don't know if we told you that. Uh, Edgar is. Yeah, Edgar that's is. Why looks, uh, I mean, that's why he looks so good. All my, all my questions have been answered. I was wondering how he stayed so fit and vibrant. Of course, it's the care of regiment. Care of. I should have known. 
Yeah. So, so it, it did make me like, it did make me think about like wasted time, wow. you know, like, like, like ball games that you guys didn't go to, but he doesn't have any interest in any of that shit. Like it's not, we'd never had that relationship of like, Hey, let's go to a ball game. Like I remember <laughs> like practicing for little league and him like hitting like pop-ups, like, you know, so I could catch him. And I'm like, I'm complaining because the sun's in my eyes and I can't see the fucking ball literally bounced off my head one time because I couldn't see. And then he was just like, well, if you're going to be a baby and cry about it, then let's just go home. Like that's, he had that, very. That's how Brett Favre was taught by his father. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Maybe I should have fucking gotten hit in the head a couple more times. I could have been a pro. <laughs> but there's like there's those guys from that era, from especially Edgar's era. Tough love was the way to raise a man. Yeah. You know, look what you know. I don't know though. I don't know if that was the way to go. I can't do it. I can't. Do, I can't do the tough love. I can't you know, do it. Sage. Sage says. Can you like... do tough love, Brian? Uh, With the kids. <sighs> Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, man. not like I crazy. A, I am a pussy. Yeah, my daughter does something that makes my my wife mad, and I always go like, "Stop!" You know, I always like side with the kids, always because I just I can't be tough love. Dad. Couple of daddy's girls. Yeah, that's what Sage is a daddy's girl. It's just well, like, I mean, they're not like I wouldn't even say they're daddy's girls, but I just can't. I just terrified that they're going to be mad at me, so I'm like, mm. so I don't. <laughs> so I, I, so I just keep my mouth shut and kind of like don't back up my wife. And she's like, why'd you back me up on that? And I'm like, like come on, I, like I want them to talk to me. I don't want them to be mad at me. I want to be popular. Not talking to you. Yeah, no, no, it's you can't, you can't win either way. Right? I mean, look, uh, the way Edgar was, that's a type of dad. My dad was the very opposite. common in the '70s. Very common. That was not my father. Was just he just ignored us. <laughs> All right. Oh, I had that dad too. Right. So he just ignored us. Did whatever we wanted. So I kind of became a lunatic to get his attention. You and think that's what was? Yeah, I spent it, a lot of time in therapy. <laughs> this is what we came up with. <laughs> you know? But but I never. But I never did. Like I almost tried to get him to be tough love with me and come down and shake me and be like, you know, you're 12 years old. You're, you're drinking like an 80 year old alcoholic. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? You know, get your shit together, kid. And it never happened. But you wanted it to happen. You think? Yeah, I did. That's what you think now Definitely. that you wanted, you, you wanted him to show that he cared. I, probably. Yeah. Wow. That's, this is deep too. And you can't yeah. win, you, you know? And then if he was the other way, I'd be rebelling against that. The guy's all over me. He won't let me be myself. He's telling me not to drink. He's telling me not to do this and that. And he's, you know, he won't leave me alone. So you try to do the middle ground in between that? Trying to run the middle ground. And, and does it work? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Your kids are, are younger. My, kid, my two girls are adults, 19 and 25, almost yeah. 25. So no, it's my- harder to. You know, it's just – they're adults. It's harder to be like that kind of like if something – my wife is not pleased about something. It's a different dynamic though. They're adults though. Yeah. I don't – I mean look, my daughter's going to be 18 in a month, right? She's just started her senior year and I and – I, and she's a really good kid. So I rarely have to like put her in check about anything. But, you know, she's, she's feeling herself. She's like started dressing like she's from the 60s now. So she's wearing this <laughs> – she's wearing this outfit the other day that makes her look like a 60s go-go dancer. The white boots, <laughs> the halter oh top, the whole thing. So she's wearing it around all morning. I'm like, eh, interesting. OK. She's going to – the the day before the first day of school, she was helping the freshmen with orientation. But then a little later in the morning, she added a little garter to the outfit, a little garter around her thigh. 
So I see it and I go, what is that? She's like, it's just a little piece of fabric. I go, well, that's off. You're not wearing that to school because now you look like a prostitute. Right. And she did not like that because normally I keep my <laughs> mouth you shut. That, you can't you shame her. One hundred percent. That was the the softest word that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> so then I quickly realized I needed backup. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, Faith, call up my wife. Faith, Faith, this isn't good, right? She can't wear that. Faith goes, absolutely not. You're going to get dress coded. You can't wear a garter to school. She didn't like any of this. So again, I tell her, that's it. It's got to go off. And she yelled at me. Well, you worry about what you're wearing and I'll worry about what I'm wearing. And I was like, wow. See, so, so you see, my girls don't, they won't yell at me, but boy, they don't have a problem yelling at my wife though. Right. When they're mad about something, but they don't do it to me, but not even because they're like, I don't know why. I don't know why they don't because there's like – I'm just – I guess because – I don't know why. There's just something that they're just like, well – Well, you're not the one giving them shit, right? Maybe that's why. Yeah, that could be <laughs> it. You're a nice guy. <laughs> you're a good cop. Yeah. I'm not even a good cop. I'm just kind of like, like – Neutral cop. I'm just kind of like I, – I, I walk the dogs. I'm not even around to even hear it because I, I, like, I just don't want to – I don't know why. I know that's like avoiding the issue but – Fucking problem is – the problem is fucking Mike Brady, all right? We all grew up with this idea that, that Mike Brady actually exists, it, yeah. that there's some fucking father out there that has all the answers and is going to guide you and, you know, it's, it's just not true. You can't win. You're trying to raise these little people and you're trying to like not make them do the same things that you did and I, I don't want the same stuff for you. I want you to have an easier life and a better life and don't make the same mistakes I made and at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter. They, they have so many other influences. Hopefully, a little sh- like like smidge of your voice gets in that at the moment of decision, yeah. when someone's passing a needle over to them, they're like, well, my dad said drugs are no good and a couple of his friends died from doing heroin. Maybe I shouldn't shoot up. It's the best you could hope for. <sighs> wow. Boy, that seems a lot more severe than a garter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the garter's the gateway drug. Like the garter, though, like the garter you probably could have let go because once you got to school, they'll be like, you can't wear that. Exactly. I don't know the rules. And then you, then you don't look like a bad guy. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't figure out the rules of school either, like the dress codes. Like they, they, they sent home a letter last year when Sage was in, uh, was in eighth grade that, that if you're going to wear like a dress that shows your shoulders, you have to wear a sweater over it. <laughs> And then I'm, I'm passing the school yesterday where, you know, all the teachers are there getting their classrooms ready. Everybody's wearing dresses with fucking shoulders galore. <laughs> shoulders, shoulders all over the place as far as the eye can see. So I'm like, well, what is it then? Like, are you supposed to shame people for like, why can't a girl show their shoulders? I thought it was like, I thought the whole thing was like, the, a, a girl shouldn't be, um, responsible for the reaction of a boy seeing her shoulders. Yeah. She should be, I mean, whatever, you know? I don't, I don't recall in school. Like, we went to school in the fucking 70s, in, mostly in the 80s, though, um, high school and shit. And it was the worst clothing. It was like fucking popped collars and fucking big sweaters. It's like, there, there was no like, hey, you're, you're disobeying the dress code. There was only, it's, um, now it's like the girls Madonna. Are half naked. Yeah. It was people who were adopting the Madonna look. Yeah. Was the, as bad as it got. You know what I mean? Kind of where were you wearing underwear on the outside and lace stuff? That was maybe as risque as it got. Yeah, I found our school was like a lot of preppy shit, right? Like, like most yeah. of the girls were like preppy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall any like scandalous uh, underwear clothing. on the outside no. or anything like that. I don't know if we were that fashionable yet. 
No. Madonna had hit though by that point though, so we should have oh, seen yeah. that if that was a, if that was a fad. I guess we didn't have any girls that were like wanted to really like go outside the, the box. Yeah. yeah, we had some cool like goth chicks, right? Like like girls who were really into the Cure and stuff and the Smiths. Yeah, that we was didn't a good have look. that. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool look. We goth, had, uh, goth look is a good look. Yeah, yeah. yeah we only how had... long? But how long can you pull off the goth look before you're like you got to stop? How old is too old for the goth? Look? <laughs> is there a cutoff? I think I would say after 25, you're done. Okay. Yeah, you got to – That's generous. You got to yeah. retire the goth look. I think so. You okay. put away the black lipstick. That's the way I feel about Chuck Taylors, like the Chucks that like – I feel like at a certain age, you shouldn't wear them anymore. I don't know why. Yeah. But That's I, a strange fucking hill to die I know, on. I know, it, I know it is. <laughs> but but like once once I see – when I see women wearing Converse them in their – Converse is just like – yeah. What? Who said what that? Who is he? Somebody actually actually cares enough about our product that <laughs> to, to comment to on it. Comment on it that there's a there's a cutoff. What, what what is it about that look for you? I, I feel like it's it's older women trying to be young. Okay. And uh, forget it. If you're a guy wearing them in your fifties, yeah, you might as well be wearing Crocs. Why? In my estimation, why? I don't know. I don't that know what is it weird. is. Yeah. It just seems like a younger person's. Like Canvas stylish. sneakers from the fucking fifties, yeah. <laughs> which which are like, but like 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 little. If you're wearing the same shoes as a ten year old, yeah. Like to me, that's weird. Yeah. What what, what would you have them trade those Chuck Taylors in for? Wingtips. <laughs> <laughs> Some loafers, <laughs> loafers nice pair of loafers. <laughs> yeah. Some nice penny loafers. I feel that way about, uh, and I don't want to offend anybody. I feel that way about skinny jeans. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, want to see. Gonna ha- we're going to have to cut that. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, is that a big. Is it, is it... I, beg, I, love, I would think 90% of the uh, our listener base is wearing skinny jeans right now. Yeah. They're so hip. I love just that. All, like, Patreon just <laughs> dropped off. <laughs> Let's move on. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I don't think most of our audience can fit in skinny jeans. Like, and this is me saying that. I don't that know. I just. Them see, either. Listen, in my uh, industry, in the entertainment industry, you know, you have. You know, all these dudes who are trying to maintain a youthful appearance. Like, I know a lot of guys my age that dye their beards, they dye their hair. Oh, wow. What's wrong with dyeing their hair? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm just saying, I was getting to the skinny jeans. You know, when they're wearing this, they're wearing the skinny jeans, skinny pants. I don't like that look. But why do you think it gives off a aura of youthfulness to skinny jeans? Hmm, it's, it's an interesting right? question. Is it like just because you can see the outline of their legs that makes them look more youthful? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Why am I so offended by the skinny jean in it? And it's just person? men. Just men. Right. Yeah. You're not worried about if the, the jeans are too tight on the women, right? That doesn't bug you? No, it's a good look. Okay. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like if you're 45 and you wear and your jeans are really tight and they're hugging your ankles – I don't know. It's, it's kind of a Peter Panish look. I don't know. I don't like it. You know, it's uh, skinny jeans and like those, like when a dude's wearing like capri pants. Oh, forget it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could deal with the skinny jeans. But yeah, if you got capri pants on, like I can't take you seriously. No. It just, it's just like all I'll see is your fucking, your shins. Yeah. I can't even look up and see what I'm talking to because I'm just like, holy fuck, how do you leave the house? Wearing capri pants as a dude. Yeah, nah. I, I, there are certain things <laughs> I can't dude. explain it. Why uh, it, would, it would be so, you know, such an egregious uh, thing to put on, but I, I can't explain it. I've never been asked why before. I've always just been anti-skinny jeans on anyone <laughs> over thirty. I mean, I may mean, have to rethink the whole thing. Maybe it's okay. Yeah. It's uh, here's the thing. It's all okay. But you're still allowed to have your personal opinions about it. Be like, I don't like it. 
Yeah. It's okay. It's not for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's better. It's not for me. Yeah. And and I'll tell you exactly why. I have very skinny legs. Oh, so you think your uh, your legs aren't – don't – don't look as good uh, hugged in 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 denim as uh, yeah other guys yeah but then like, again, if you had more muscular legs would you want them hugged in no denim? I would never want them hugged I don't want my denim hugging me <laughs> I like a loose fitting uh, pant <laughs> but that you know yeah maybe it is personal I have to look a little more inward before I start you know what I've learned a lot here on this podcast <laughs> learned a lot about myself and my judgments and I'm gonna rethink it you know what yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. I've tried to become less judgmental. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to apologize right now to the skinny jean community. <laughs> Anyone over 40 in skinny jeans, I, 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 I embrace You do that. you. Yeah. You do you. Take your daughter's advice. Like, you worry about what you're wearing, I'll worry about what That's I'm what wearing. That's what she said. She was so fucking Joe Pesci in my face. She was, <laughs> so my wife witnessed you. You wear what you worry about what you're wearing, and I'll worry about what I'm wearing. And then she fucking storms off. My wife looks at me. She goes, well, she got your temper. <laughs> like, yeah, clearly. <laughs> I've crossed the line where I can't even wear jeans any longer. Now I've, I've wearing the, uh, the Adidas track pants. Ooh, like I, a that's Russian all gangster. I, well, I mean, that's all I wore for the last <laughs> 20 years. So I was wearing jeans the other day for a special occasion. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I came out of the bedroom wearing the jeans and everybody's laughing at me because I haven't been wearing jeans in 20 years. So they're just like, you don't look right in jeans. <laughs> All comes out. Hey, hey, I put my dungarees on. <laughs> the tough skins. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you just can't pull off jeans anymore. It's, oh you've gone God. too long without wearing them. Now you can't wear jeans. And I'm like, good, I'll take them off. <laughs> I don't want to wear them. It feels like I'm wearing a denim fucking straight jacket. Yeah, constricting. Yeah, man. Like, what if I got to move like like lightning quick for mm-hmm. some reason? I can't do it in jeans. <laughs> or you're just going out to dinner at a chain restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to bob and weave. In the 80s, Chuck Norris came out with a line of stretch denim specifically made for high kicks. Yeah, I remember that, remember those? that, that print ad where he was like, his leg was up in the air and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. How come that didn't catch on? I don't know. It's, it's, Not it's enough a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But now they're called jeggings. Yeah. You know, so so he was onto something. He yeah. just, he was, he went to the wrong demographic. Yeah. It should have been women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up, like in high school, were, did your jeans have to be a certain, like, baggy quota like before you'd be like okay these are acceptable no no jordash right no jordash but they were probably Mm -hmm. i I, they were probably tighter in high school than they are now like now i like them looser um but i always wore levi's jeans Mm -hmm. like uh my kids laugh at me it's like my style hasn't changed i'll see pictures of me when i'm 10 (laughs) and i'm in either jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a flannel shirt or a t-shirt with a flannel shirt over it or a sweatshirt guys of our age it's levi strauss or die yeah it's levi's that's it i've been wearing the same fucking levi's and any other any other pair of jeans or brand of jeans is like those are funny jeans for 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 a funny man I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Yeah, perfectly. I think that was eloquently. <laughs> right? You know, like in our, no. our fucking fever diseased brain. Yes. Like, those are those are manly jeans. Those are not. Uh, <laughs> if I have to wear jeans, it's, I'll, I'll take those. But everyone's still going to laugh at me. But at least, you know. It's, it's Levi just, Strauss. Yeah. That's it, man. That's it. You go zipper or button flap? What do you think? I think you go zipper. Absolutely. There's fucking no way that I'm done my fucking – 
my little skinny fucking fingers should ever be seen fucking unbuttoning or unbuttoning a fly. <laughs> it's so like time consuming in the bedroom where you're like you're stripping down for Deb. You're like, hold on, let me pop off these eight buttons first. <laughs> oh man, my arthritis is kicking in. <laughs> what, what, what do you think I go? I would, I would go all in. I would go all in on Zipper, but I'm probably going to be wrong. I just feel like you're so – such a traditionalist that like like buttons are almost like new Coke. <laughs> I go buttons. Oh. But let me see. And maybe we have, may have to look this up. I feel like buttons may be the original. When was the Zipper invented? Oh, buttons came into fad like in the 90s. I feel like cowboys might have had buttons. They might have because the Zipper wasn't invented yet. Yeah. But – Wow, I'm, I'm I'm shocked by that. Yeah, you know, I'm all buttons, but it's not as bad as you think. After a while, <laughs> I'm all as, buttons. it's not as no. bad as you think. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he's going to try to sway you. After a while, after a while, you just grab the top and you rip them open. You don't have to unbutton them one by one, so you can get it out there fast, right? And do whatever you want to do with it. In the bathroom, though, doesn't it take a little bit longer? And it takes a little longer to button them up. You don't want to be like in a public restroom. You don't want to be. And they're any longer than you need to be, right? That's true. You got to hold your breath a little longer. Yeah, that's why with the, with the uh, track pants, man, it's like whoop, whoop. no, no, you've solved it. I'm I mean, out. with the track you pants, know, I'm in and out. Like you've before anybody it. even knows I'm there, I'm a ghost in the fucking. Public <laughs> <system>. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys: Did you hear about this news story? Though this is so wild. Did you hear about the the monkeys? And suing to get their files that the uh, the FBI kept on them. In oh the yes, I did read about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The monkeys, the band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that blow your mind? Uh, that that there was people being paid to monitor the monkeys and, and compile files on them? For what uh, reason? The, the, the FBI in the 50s was, was out of control. They're not like today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like can you imagine? Like you get the assignment yeah. and you're like, OK, you're going to be covering the monkeys. I would love that assignment. You got Hendrix, uh, you got the Beatles, yeah. and uh, yeah, you got Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, it's yeah. like, do you think that they're still doing this to this day? Are there current artists that are like being monitored and uh, and they're being, you know, there's a dossier on? Joe Rogan. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why? Because he talked enough like, about that. Was it Ivermectin? A lot of power. What about TSD? Definitely. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> What they talk about this week? Come back. Dossier's <laughs> up the ass. <laughs> Even Giddem's got his own file. Oh, I believe that. That's yeah. by the local police, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, don't you just find that a complete and utter waste of time and resources? Yes, I do. But it's not shocking. Like government wasting time and resources. But what could you have garnered? Like what? Like would justify the manpower? And the hours, and why is it still redacted? Uh, yeah, why is it still redacted? I mean, I would imagine it was part of the Red Scare, right? I would imagine they, they had the minds and hearts of young people, and they were afraid that last train to Clarksville could turn some <laughs> kids into commies. Well, they said it was about their anti-war stance, mm -hmm. which every fucking person i would think back in the 60s right every young person had yeah w was there one band that was pro-war in the 60s that was like you know bomb hanoi i mean it was pretty much all fucking get out of vietnam right uh, that's why i'm like what could ha like what could they have gotten that would have made like 
wow, I'm so glad that we 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 kept the dossier on this band because we wouldn't have found out this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. They're just they're traveling all over, infecting young people with crazy ideas, and the FBI needs to stay on top of them to make sure the country doesn't turn uh, red. And you still think that this practice is being done? There's artists like I know you said Joe Rogan, but what about musical artists like? Rappers, yeah, they have the most influence, I would think, right now, right? Well, there was what was that that movement that was going on to get to? And I'm, I'm, here's where I'll be pretty ignorant about it, but there's something happening up with a law where you can use the lyrics of a rapper against him or her uh, in a court case. So if a rapper puts out a song with lyrics that the authorities feel are inciting or have incited a crime or or like led the way for a crime to happen, they could use those lyrics against the artist. Now, this is, this is an idiot's version of what's actually <laughs> happening. But there is something happening well, there's there. Been, there's been plenty of cases uh, of such a thing, you know, throughout musical history, you know, Ozzy with Suicide Solution. Yeah. Um, Priest, you know, with some of their lyrics. And it never – works out for the prosecution right so it's like yeah so it's like your rappers who had beef and they talked about it yeah i can't imagine that you could hold a a rapper for liable for what somebody else does because of their lyrics he sings a song and somebody does something that's so un-american that would be the same as like like writing writing a book and somebody takes an idea from it yeah Yeah. and and again it's gonna have to be googled to to find out what the (laughs) fuck i'm actually talking about but there's something in there wow yeah i would not i would but what about Puff Daddy, you think he's got a dossier? He's one of those guys that's really outspoken, right? Is he anymore? I don't think so. Not so much yeah. anymore. You're more like like Jay Z mm-hmm. would probably be more like politically, yeah, more influential, yeah, or socially more influential for sure. If you were the last remaining member of the Monkees, like I think the I think it's Mickey Dolan's. It is, yeah. Um, why do you think you waited so long? Why now? to like sue the government to get those files well, this is his last act or maybe he just found out oh, okay yeah I was just wondering oh, yeah, like, like what is it that now prompts him after all this time to uh, try to get the files unredacted so he could read what happened yeah I don't know yeah, I mean I would definitely be curious well, so you'd probably like would you if it's unredacted would you see the uh, the moles that like gave up information on you Oh, like roadies and shit? Like the guys that they put in there, like the <laughs> undercover agents to uh, infiltrate uh, and get close to the band to get to get this information. Would you be able – you would get all that information, right? I don't know. Uh, Why does the whole thing I have so much knowledge about how the government works? <laughs> You're really putting me on the spot here. No, I don't know. But I would say that either either uh, he – Dolan's – it is Dolan's, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's planning on putting out a book. I think sometimes when there's questions about like what's the motivation for this or what's the motivation for that, the answer is like nine times out of ten money. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree think. with that. Yeah. So it's like does he want to get his name out in the news again because now he's going to release like the, the authorized you know, monkey's biography or he's going to put out a greatest hits record. You know, and and then you get on the news circuit and get on booked on all the news shows yeah. and do the tour and promote your book and your or your album. Yeah, because of this news story, it's, yeah, it's fresh in the news. I think so. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I, 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 let's go with that theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, I think the answer is always money. It's funny because I worked at MTV. You know, 
a bunch in the 90s and people invariably to this day and it's really fucking annoying people are like oh what'd you do it oh i started mtv and, and they always ask the same question well, why did mtv stop playing music how annoying <laughs> is it for me to get that question you know what's your pat answer and, and the, my pat answer is money it's always money because they put on the real world and they saw that they could get a, a viewer to watch in you know for an hour and then watch something else for an hour right so if you're just playing music videos, like you're going to watch the three-minute Billy Squire video, but then if the Eurythmics comes on and you don't want to watch that, you're changing the channel. So now you're getting viewers for like three minutes at a clip, and as soon as something's on they don't like, they're changing the channel. But if you hook them into an hour-long reality show, you've got that viewer for an hour. Somewhere Billy Squire's like, someone mentioned me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what was his video? Stroke. No, but what was his video that killed his career? What oh, where he was one? like, where, he was he was prancing around and yeah, laying on the writhing uh, on the floor. Yeah, what was that video called? I don't know. Oh man, I don't remember. Rock me tonight, maybe. Yeah, because it really did kill his career. Yeah, like he he never recovered from that music. I mean, he's a guy, one of those guys that's forgotten the time. Yeah, because he was a fucking rocker, man. Mm-hmm. Like he was good. He had a Les Paul. He was wearing denim shirts. You know, he was great. <laughs> Levi's, <laughs> oh, of course. But like. <laughs> here's a here's a picture of him looking not. Very happy in his later years. Oh my God, is that him now? Yeah. She yeah. got another ad. Uh, I do. I do. I saw you jonesing over there. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> can't wait to talk about Raycon. <laughs> um, you know what really sucks, Bry? Everything. Getting in the zone on the treadmill or pushing to finish that last rep, and your earbuds fall out of your ears. Music stops. Pumped up mood gone. Does suck. Yeah, you've had earbuds that fall out, right? Absolutely. How do you fix it? Go to Raycon. Raycon's new fitness earbuds provide a maximum secure fit so you'll never experience that again. They help take your workout to the next level with the power of premium sound and smart tech. That's why they were featured in Esquire Magazine's Best Gadgets of 2021 as the best earbud of the year. They were developed and tested to stay in your ear during the toughest of workouts. These buds deliver maximum comfort, stability, and the most secure fit on the market. The unique earbud build, interchangeable gel tips, and Raycon's new ear stabilizer attachments create three layers of earbud personalization for the perfect in-ear fit. They offer an unbeatable battery life, nine hours of playtime, 52 hours of battery total. That's nearly double the battery life of other brands on the market. Fuck those other brands. Um, with Raycon, you get the top-of-the-line li- top earbud functionality and high-quality sound at half the price of other premium audio brands. And what I've been doing is... Um, you know, since we're working at the house, I've been painting. I've been using my Raycons there because Mary Beth doesn't want to listen to the same podcast that I listen to, okay. you know, all day long. It's basically we get there at like 8, 8.30 in the morning and we stay until like 7 or 8 at night. She doesn't want to hear 12 hours of the same shit. So I pop in my Raycons and I'm left alone. That's a, that's a courteous and thoughtful mm-hmm. husband right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good guy. Yeah. You sound amazing. I mean, it is a problem with them falling out of your ears. Yeah. They really crack the code on this, these Raycons. Mm-hmm. They stay in. I, I, sometimes I wear them at night, like, because I have that. I don't, I, I've heard it pronounced both ways tinnitus and tinnitus. Tinnitus. But anyway, yeah. tinnitus, yeah, that you're ear ringing. And if I put, if I put in earbuds, then I, I don't hear it. You know? Huh. I'll put on some, like, uh, white noise or. Yeah. Are they yeah. sending you guys uh, free samples of these things? Because they sound like something I should really have. <laughs> they, they, I might have a pair for you. I'll take a look. Well, I don't want to take the you know rip them out of your ears oh, or he's, anything, he's but fucking, if, he got them falling out of his ass. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. well, there Can goes I get another one right <laughs> now? Well, I mean, they, I mean, they will fall out of assholes, but not earlobes. <laughs> Good save, Walt. <laughs> Even Raycon's like, look, we can't promise everything. 
depends but, on. But who's putting it there anyway? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to hear there? <laughs> gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> so uh, now is the perfect time to pick up a pair of Raycons because you get fifteen percent off with the code Tellem fifteen. That's code T E L L E M one five at buyraycon.com slash T E S D. They've got our full support, Raycon does. And that is it for the spots. Okay. Is it Everybody Wants You? Is that the one that. Uh, no, I no. think it was Rock Me Tonight. I think it was Rock Me Tonight, where he just strutting around, like, kind of. A little bit too erotically yeah. for, the, mm-hmm. for his male and, and, yeah, and he's dominated wearing, audience. And, and he might as well have been in skinny jeans. <laughs> well, I think he may have been in skinny jeans and, and like a flash dance shirt. I think I he had like mascara on too. And this is an era before like where people, you know, were like, you know. Wasn't as much gender bending. Yeah, yeah. Although <laughs> Bowie was before him, though, so yeah, I don't, yeah, know, why, we'll, oh, I don't yeah. know why his audience would have like rejected that, though. No, because he, he came out there like a real, like, you know. It was a startling change because he was like a hard rocker, you yeah, said, and then hard rocker. This, this was not as hard of a rocking This was a classic example of some you know, uh, music video director coming in and convincing you know, Billy Squire, who'd carved himself out a little uh, career before MTV, was like, well, now it's video. And it's all about your image, and but you got to put out an image. And he never really hit big, though. He was a kind of like – he was like a, the like A-list – he was in the middle between B and C, I think. Just ready to hit this B, but pretty far away unless he had a major, major video hit on MTV, which he didn't get, unfortunately, because of this video. Right. But he had a major album with uh, – The Stroke, right? The Stroke, the song. Yeah. I forget what the name yeah. of the album was, but The Stroke was huge. And it was. Fuck, Lonely is the Night. That's a great – that's my favorite Billy Squire song, <laughs> Lonely is the Night. Yeah, that's good. Do you know that uh, my first that concert – as you well know, 77 Kiss at the Garden, a band called Piper opened for Kiss. Lead singer, Billy Squire. Were you a Piper fan? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but you became one that night, right? Uh, no, I was just like, Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. <laughs> Who are these fucking guys on the stage with no yeah. makeup on? Fuck Piper. Gene. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of Piper. <laughs> so I found those, uh, those banter topics that oh. I never – that I never presented to you. You want to, you want to hear it? Oh my it? God. This is like Capone's vault with actual gold inside of it. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't know. You want, you want to hear some of these? Oh, no, like definitely. It kind of maybe, uh, maybe try to take a guess of how they would have went if we had tried them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are the ones that got you away. You filling in as, as the role as, um, as a comic book man. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Let's say you could turn into a, a being more powerful than Superman. By uttering a magic word for 12 hours at a time. So you say this magic word, you become a, a being more powerful than Superman. You know, much like Shazam, Captain Marvel. Right. But, there's a big but. Okay. Every time you turned into this being, you lost vast amounts of testosterone. So by the third transformation, you revert it back to, when you revert it back to your human body, you would be 100% female. Would you continue to utter your magic word? Yes. Really? What? Get bullshit. <laughs> no way. How come? Because well, you're a, a man of – you've lived it so many years as a man. Now you don't – like you've already had that. Though, right? <laughs> so now you're like I want to you – know, and plus you're going to be 
you're going to have the ability to turn back into a man when you turn into this Superman-like <laughs> creature. So you had the best of both worlds. I mean, is being a man so great? What's so great about <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, really, we're reviled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, especially now. I know, but think about that. I mean, what about your family, though? Like, like you got to think. There's other people to consider, though. Yeah, that's that, that this decision to like you know keep saying this magic word and then suddenly your wife's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Daisy and Eli have two mommies, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I get, I get, I'm more powerful than Superman. Yeah, and like think of all the good you can do, all the rights you could wrong, all yeah. the all the like atrocities you could stop, but you're so selfish that you're like, no, I can't. I cannot be a man any longer. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not that selfish. I'm selfless, and I'm going to become this more powerful than Superman superhero and give up my cock and balls. Easy, easy decision. For, for 36 hours of being more powerful than Superman, you're ready to fucking be a woman for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, maybe I, misunderstood, maybe I, I misunderstood the banter. How it's, long it, am I the superhero? 12 hours. 12 hours at a clip. So you say the word. Right. Let's say the word is Nabisco. Great. Nabisco. And then you turn into this Superman like God. Better than Superman. Better than Superman. Yeah. You have no, uh, inv- you're invulnerable. There is no kryptonite. There's nothing that can stop you. You can do whatever you want to help the world however you see fit. Love this. But in 12 hours, you revert back to Brian Nichelle. Right. Second time, you Except revert back. Except a third of the man, right? Because you lost your testosterone. Yeah, yeah something's not oh, feeling okay. right when okay. you go back. You're like, whoa, something's not right. <laughs> I like, I like that. I like. To, I, I would need a pair of skinny jeans. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so then the second time you do it, then you come back as Brian Michelle, and you and you. There's no doubt about yeah. it. You need a bra. Yeah, yeah. A I'm little like, a, a like, training bra. Yeah. You need a training bra. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, does anybody want to watch the Joint Luck Club? <laughs> and then by the third time, yeah, it's like fried green tomatoes. It's uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling yeah, Pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I know I'm fucked. <laughs> but but then. I'm now I'm a woman. Brian Nichelle is now a woman. Yes. But for the rest of my life, every 12 hours, I could be the superhero. Yeah. That's the deal I'm taking. That's the that's – the, I like that deal. Oh, it continues. The ability to – Yeah, change. you can say the magic word and revert back to that for 12 hours. For the rest hours. of my life. Definitely. I'm taking that deal. Yeah. But now guys are going to be hopping on top of you because you still have your same brain, right? Like you still have this, your same mindset. Yeah. But he – but like – and not at <laughs> first though because he's still going to have the same haircut. Right. Okay, so, so he, you know, he's just going to have all the gear. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to grow his, out the locks yeah. or anything. It'd be a hideous looking woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be fun. I don't know. What do you think? See, to me, I thought like I know when I thought this up, I was like, this would be gold to like you know for a, a Ming. A Ming would get destroyed. Yeah, right. a Ming button here. All right, Brian. What do you mean? What's that? What do you think? Would you think that would be? Would you also? Would you accept that one though? Would you have greenlit that banter, or is that back in 2015, 2016? I, I may. I, I think we'd have to work on it and scale it down. <laughs> uh, no, because it was a little. It was a little. Even I didn't. I wasn't sure if I even got it. But yeah. maybe that's good. We would get. Well, yeah, we could do a little a bite sized version of that. Like, would you? You're right. Would you trade? Would you do this? Would you become? Would you become the world's most powerful superhero for half the day? But the other half of the day, you have to be a woman. Yeah, you're, you're, you have to swap genders. Yeah. yeah. That, that's nice and clean. I have a butchy haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm all for it. So, you would, so that one would have been on the to-do list. I would I wonder, accept okay. it. I like it because I, I – like you know, this. Yeah. Right, this is fun because I got another one here then. Yeah. Okay. You would you rather have a copy of Action Comics number one in near-mint condition or mm-hmm. have toe-curling – 
take you to the edge of the universe orgasms that leave you with the most intense O face <laughs> ever <laughs> for the rest of your life. And then I would go to Ming. Let me see your old face now. Oh, yeah. oh God. I would have been awesome. I, I would have. This is what I mean. <laughs> fucking sitting on gold. <laughs> Bars of gold. How cringy would it have been for America? Not America. Well, for like 10% of America or, or less. Yeah. 5% of America. To like if I was Keep to going. be like, hey, show us yeah. your old like, face. <laughs> It would have been would, great. Would eye, be, you know his eyes are rolling up in his yeah, head. And, I think it would be similar to his Chewbacca impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted him to yeah, come in today. I would green light that thing. You would green light that one too? Yeah. Yeah, well, what would you do? Action Comics, number one, near mint. Or toe curling, take you to the edge of the universe. Yeah, what would I do personally? Yeah. I'd take those orgasms. Over a million dollars. Yeah. Guaranteed, probably two million at this. So you're point. dissatisfied with your current state of no, but the way Walt described those <laughs> orgasms, yeah, life changing. How, how do I pass that up? I mean, because life is stressful, and I have very few stress relievers in my life. I don't drink anymore. It's like you know what I mean. I'm living like a monk here. But if I could squirrel away a good five minutes, ten minutes, and get those life changing orgasms, yeah, I'm telling you, no matter what, I'm a new man. No matter what, <laughs> it's like it's like even the most like mundane is going to give you like yeah. like you know where you're going to have that old face is going to be on for hours. Like yeah. you can't wipe it off your yeah. face. Well, so he's like in public. I mean, because money can't buy happiness, but those orgasms, you know, now I'm walking around, I'm happy. You only go around once. You come into the office or like, yeah. oh, I'm I, I, boss, I guess I know what you were doing yeah. before you got to work today. His pockets are empty, but his, uh, as, thanks, as are his balls. eyebrows are up, <laughs> <Yeah>. his hairline. <laughs> Sweating all the time. Uh, yeah, okay. But that's a good one too, right? It's amazing. Could you imagine like if I like, – and I prompted those guys to be like – well, let me see your old face now. I can't believe you kept these from me. <laughs> I, I forgot about them. I just, like I said, I plugged in my iPad. Like It was like the rich iPad. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like 1.0. Yeah, and I plugged it in and it actually like got book. power and I looked through the notes and I was like, holy shit. All right. Would you rather have the ability to control animals or control machines? Ooh, this, this requires a little thought. Machines or animals. Control animals or control machines. Machines, you could sabotage a lot of people. Like you yeah. could become like an evil supervillain and be like, hey, let's go back to Nabisco. <laughs> hey, Nabisco, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking fuck your factory up. Yeah, look, I think animals are doing okay without me. I'm going to do machines because I could just walk up to an ATM, right? And yeah. be like, spit out all the money machine. Yeah, you – yeah. And I would think though that like once you control the animals, you have this rapport with them, you know. How fucking gross is that that you're controlling them to do shit for you? Yeah. But machines, there's no guilt in that. What am I going to do with these animals? Hey, bear, come here. I want you to uh, attack this guy for well, me. Well, you could be the world's greatest entertainer as you have, you know, you and your bear do right. amazing things. That's you, true. Yeah, you could get like a residency in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go machines. You and those two do to train tigers. <laughs> you join their, their troop. Roy, yeah. Siegfried Roy in the shell. Yeah, yeah. You're not painting a very good picture of this animal business. Yeah, I'm taking machines all the way. You borrow your daughter's white boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, machines. Yeah, machines. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. It's a good question, though, Walt, again. Right? Fucking like gold. Season nine or season eight? Eight. Eight. Man, we would have had a lot of banners here. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's amazing, too. This was all about just to get to one area. I remember it now. You find out through a series of innocent 
mistakes, like a maid walking in into your room <laughs> while you're while you're um, getting dressed or forgetting to lock the door of a bathroom stall. Um, that when someone comes in and finds you in a state of undressed, okay, <laughs> the emotion of shock when you're in the presence of it, you garner superpowers. Okay, but, but you have to be in the presence. You have to shock somebody. Okay, with with your nudity, most. <laughs> Hanging outside preschools, <laughs> the local park. I'm going to pass on this one, Walter. <laughs> this is the most bizarre banter ever proffered. That's what I say. That's the one I was just like. I just can't find a way for this to not sound clumsy in, in the delivery. But I basically, I was just like trying to get Ming to be like, so you'd be a flasher then. All right. <laughs> to become your superhero, you have to walk around in a trench coat, open it, you know, and and make someone like gasp. Right. And then you could become – then you have superpowers. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really – I was just trying to get there. Right. Yeah, I was trying to drive the car to like Ming say, yeah, I would fucking get in a trench coat yeah, and walk around nude. It's very creative. <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble even grasping that one. Um, okay. I like how they're all aimed like just to get Bing to do something or say something. Yeah, it's, it's bread and butter. Yeah. Um, you ever heard of the superhero Firestorm? Yes. He's got the flaming hair. Um, he's, he almost looks like he's, uh, got a Cuban shirt on like Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Different from the, uh, the human torch. Right. Okay. Yeah. Only his hair is on fire. Right. The other guy. All right. I'm picturing um, that guy. Firestorm is a unique superhero who's made up of two beings. A 19-year-old Ronnie Raymond and his 60-year-old college professor. When they become Firestorm, they are both conscious in Firestorm's body. So I'd ask the guys, if you were to become Firestorm, a Firestorm-like hero, what older gentleman would you like to share a body with? It's interesting. Like older than us? Yeah, at the time we'd have been in time. our 40s, I right. think, when, when this was yeah. – would have been posed to them. So what like 60 to – an older man, yeah. would you like to in- co-inhabit a body with? Yeah, living. Is this man living? Yeah. A living. Basically, what I was trying to do is I was going to browbeat Ming to be like, well, <laughs> why wouldn't you choose me? I'm older than you. But that's what I was trying to get to, like, yeah. where like, like he didn't choose me and I was be like, well, why not? Why, yeah. would, why wouldn't wow. you want me? I'd be more helpful to you than some other fucking right. dude. So, so this is a really good glimpse into the mind of Walt Flanagan. This is how Walt or Walt slash fake Walt was always, you know, just killing it on comic book men because he would lay traps like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it seems like a real question to me. Ming thinks he knows what Walt's intention is, but the whole time Walt is planting a trap. And so Ming yell at him. And, then, yeah, and, and I figure like I'm, I'm putting a ball in a tee for Bry. Yeah. Like just going to get – I'm going to lead that horse to water and Bry is then going to like, you know, pop yeah. out of that. What's 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 a water filled uh, – like the, what's that thing that uh, horses drink out of? Trough. A trough. Yeah. There's yeah. no water in that trough. Only Brian no. Johnson's there to like wow. hammer them. Spring out. <laughs> yeah. Spring out and, you know, call them gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd say that thing. <laughs> There's no water in this trough. <laughs> you, sir, are a homosexual. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is – I mean, it's amazing that, that, that people are actually getting this glimpse inside of how it happened because people think it's so easy and, oh, it just – you know, it just happens. But thought – Went into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Laying but, those little seeds and traps. Is it too outlandish to think that, you know, some shows have come back decades after they were canceled? Full House. Yeah. 
Fuller House. Fuller House. Yeah. Um, there's probably other ones. Um, could Comic Book Man at one point? Could you? Would you ever say never to that? Like you know, some fledgling streaming or wherever is like, yeah, we'll, we'll order ten episodes of a Comic Book Man revisited or whatever. I, I don't think it's that outlandish. No. No. Well, this well, I got some banners for us. If, yeah. If we ever you're, you're ready, man. <laughs> Part of your pitch. Building that list. <laughs> Okay, so you're in a bathroom stall, right? With wearing a trench coat. But you're going to get a superpower if you surprise someone by flashing your cock and balls to them. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Woo. That's pretty great. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I said it one time a while ago. I was like, I feel like comic book men, like, there was this little wedge, this little pocket of time in which we could exist. And then like like right now we kill still could, but like you would if, just have to like scale it back a little bit, maybe a little less a little less Mike and Smooth Bing. out those edges. Yeah. Smooth out those edges. It's a little all, less who? Mike and Ming? A little less well, a little, little less joking around about Mike and Ming. Like I don't think we could call him like, well, if you want or a little, intimate. If you want a little getting. less of one of those two guys, then you should check out uh, Tales Behind the Fake Counter. Yeah, a lot less even <laughs> Half, actually. <laughs> Did I give too much away here? No, 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 okay. no, no. Tune in, Patreon. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, it would just. It's just like you know, you, 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 I think it, we're. I think we're good enough where we could like scale. We don't need to rely solely on like calling those two guys. You know, Queens. It's okay. We could, we'll find something <laughs> else. We'll find another way. We'll just do comic book humor. Yeah. No, I mean. I guess for the right kind of streaming service or – and listen, it could even be some genius who comes up with, you know, all right, this is uh, – I've got a whole network aimed at people who are into, you know, comics and geek culture and we want you guys we need to, some know, cred. anchor it. Yeah. We need some – we want to kick it off with some cred, you know, and, and you guys – bring you guys back with a trial, just 10 episodes or eight episodes, six episodes. Yeah. It could totally happen. Never I feel like he could step right back into it too. Like it would be like we didn't miss a beat. I mean, we don't. Do we have a stash anymore? Yeah, it's a sixty-five Broad Street. No, I mean, could we use that stash to make it uh, to revisit Convict Man? Yeah. I don't think it would take that much of a of a a wrangling or like a, a big pitch meeting. I think it would be like absolutely, please, yeah, <laughs> get, get the band back together, yeah. Oh, I, I would be shocked if the, if anybody on that's a, that uh, 65 Broad Street was like, mm, you know what? We're doing pretty good without comic book. Man. Yeah. Who needs that extra money? Yeah. I, okay. I have to think that uh, – although I don't know because – but if I had to lay odds, you know. But I was wrong about the fucking button flies. Yeah. So who knows now? <laughs> it's all well, I'm, an, I'm an enigma, Walter. <laughs> you are. Uh, I mean, I think we have to look it up. I, I wonder if the original dungarees were button flies or zippers. Well, let's end it on that. And let's end, like, you know. It's a question for the that's, ages. That's, a pond, that's something to ponder for everybody. You know? I was going to look it up, but yeah, look it up yourselves. <laughs> well, I'm going to do all your work for you. <laughs> that's a word that really fell out of favor, huh? Dungarees? Dungarees. Really did. It, it turned into jeans. Yeah. And I think it was, I think it, it was the Jordache shit and the Sassoon shit. Like girls didn't want to wear dungarees. <laughs> with the word dung in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, that's what your mothers would say, right? Dungarees. Right. You yeah. need a new pair of dungarees. Yeah. I think it just was synonymous with like your daddies. 
pants. Yeah. These ain't your daddy's pants. Yeah. Brooke Shields. 11-year-old uh, Brooke Shields and those ads. Yeah. However old she was. Yeah. Oof. They do the same shit these days. The um, It was, I think, two years ago. What, what magazine was it? Was it Vanity Fair or Esquire? One of these. They voted um, that Millie Bobby Brown, who was like – Stranger Things? Yeah, who was like 14 or 15 at the time, voted her like sexiest woman of Ugh. the year. It was like, what the fuck? So it's like people are st- – like kids are still sexualized on TV Did you ever see media Stranger and Things? stuff. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it at my house because my wife and son are obsessed with my son's fucking obsessed with it. I love it. Yeah, you, I never I think you'd like really it. watched it. Yeah. You grew up in the 80s. I mean, this is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen what it looks like. I've seen some scenes. It's pretty impressive, the, the budget that they've given this show. Yeah, it's really well done. And the music? Oh, yeah. my God. It's the music crazy, the music. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a massive budget. That's like the whole season of Comic Book Man in one episode. That's our pitch, mean, our elevator pitch. We're cheaper than Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, Steve Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>